Hello, and welcome to another episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. We have a fun interview today. Um, it's a really great chat with Painted Blonde, which is uh, a label in Wisconsin and a label that I've been a fan of for the past year. And it's been fun for me as a fan to kind of dive into their uh, small catalog because they're a very young label and they're a cassette label um, and to kind of follow along with their progress as they grow and, and learn new things. And so it was really cool to talk to Jason today about what that looks like because I know a lot of our listeners are in the same space or are thinking about being in the same space. Speaking of that, thank you so much for the folks who are sending me emails. Um, honestly, it probably happens a couple times a week, people reaching out about the show, and it's so great to connect with the audience and to, to hear uh, the stories of people who are starting a label, who are trying cool things with DIY vinyl, who are making cassettes, who have questions. Um, it's just such a fun community to be a part of, and I'm really grateful that you guys are listening in and are connecting back. If you want to chat or, or, or there's any questions or, or comments on the show, you can email me personally at podcast at otherrecordlabels.com. And if you're one of these people who are thinking about starting a label or are in the process of starting a label... Our website is uh, starting to build up some resources, including an artwork tutorial, as well as our free guide for new labels. And I'm, I'm hoping to bring some more resources to that over the next couple of months. And you can get all of that for free at otherrecordlabels.com. I, I was so happy to discover your label this summer because like, and, and I have to say that your record from Red Pants, which is your band, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Was like easily in, in my top five albums of the year. I've told you of, of 2019. I've told you this before. I listened yeah. to that record all summer long. I, I still Man. love it. That's that's just awesome. I mean that that right there like makes it worth putting out. You know, oh, like, that's just, good. Like, just do a record just, for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, just uh, you know, and it's interesting because it's like it's totally subjective because it's not like a in, like totally accessible record. It's not like everybody would love it, but um, it's just one of those times, and I love it in music where a record just hits the perfect bullseye for you know in in my personal bullseye like and that was it at the time maybe not the same if i heard it now in december but like right, right. then in the in the peak of summer the beginning of summer like just it just hit that uh bullseye for me and everything about it was perfect yeah i guess that was part of my marketing plan was uh the summer sort of sounding album I yeah thought. i don't know yeah even um, though it's called not that there was distortion like in real... snow uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Well, you know, I live in Wisconsin, so that's just like that's it's always around. Yeah, you know, I love Wisconsin. I'm, I've never been, I don't think, but I I love it because it feels like a Canadian state. I yeah, I feel like um, I often joke that because I'm originally from. Um, Oklahoma, and oh. I often joke that after the 2004 election, I I drove north and almost uh, made it to Canada, but just ended up in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, were you happy with the results of that release? Um, yeah, like um, I think artistically, like if that's um, what you mean, like uh, I guess everything, like, I, everything. Yeah, I mean, I like on it, like yeah, it like everything. It's like. Um, like I feel like it's the best thing like I've put out mm. for sure. 
Um, and like, you know, I've had a ton of positive feedback, like, um, and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's been, it's been awesome. Like, uh, yeah, I just like kind of trying to carry the momentum forward and keep making stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I, it's, uh, you know, cause I kind of put it out and then, uh, was just like, uh, nobody's going to listen to this, you know? (laughs) know? And then, uh, but no, it's, it's, done it's done better than any project i've ever released so that's great it's awesome well i hope that it um and i hope that like it doesn't like it's only been it's crazy for for me it's a it's an old record but it's only been like six months so yeah i know it's so funny like it still is less than a year old it still has time to be discovered that's true yeah i mean but it's like you know in these days it's like if um i don't know it seems like things are gone within a week you oh, know totally 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 um, um uh, did you you recorded that at home by yourself is that right um yeah i recorded like um the drums and um we also recorded guitar at the same time um a friend of mine uh, elsa who play who does the band images that i released on okay. the label um we recorded the guitars and the drums at the same time um, oh, wow. at, a pra- at a practice space um but then i ended up overdubbing a lot of a lot of the uh guitars cuz um the place that we practice at they have like a lot of like kind of Marshall stack okay <laughs> like stuff that yeah. you just like go in and plug in and play and like uh it wasn't really the sound that i see i yeah. was going for so i i did a like i think maybe there's like two or three guitars that kind of um that stayed on from those like initial recording sessions. Sure. um, Yeah. And then I just like, I, I record on a, like a 2009 MacBook with like logic pro like logic express. Okay. (laughs) From like from that era. I don't know if you remember that. Like it was kind of familiar. Yeah. It It was like, it was like kind of like a college grade in between garage band and in between logic, like um, in the late, like 2000, like the, late uh aughts like they were right it was like a hundred bucks or something like oh that i for see that. okay and um and it still like does the trick for so me so it's like limited um, features yeah i think so yeah but but i you know i don't do a ton of stuff like i try to get like the sound like how i want it like, right before, as i'm recording it um and uh i don't add a lot of like plugins or anything okay um i just kind of eq stuff to sound to my ears like what sounds okay do you and, do you uh, record anything to uh like tascam cassette yeah like uh the earlier like uh red pants stuff mm-hmm. like the stuff from 2018 a lot of that was done on like a tascam 414 yeah and a tascam 424 because okay. i, I kind of i took a big break um making music after we had kids and then i started this like in-home daycare business okay um so there was like a a good chunk of like five or six years where I wasn't recording anything. Right. And I slowly started to kind of like make stuff again. And one of the first things I did was bought like a four track just so I could listen to like old four track tapes. And then, <laughs> um, then I discovered, uh, my friend Mike, um, has this YouTube channel, this four, two, four recording. And so I had to get one of those after like discovering yeah. his channel. <laughs> <laughs> What's the four, two, four. Is it more channels or less channels? Um, it is the same amount of channels. There's a lot more like EQing you can oh, do. Okay. You can also like bounce the tracks like individually off the off the machine into your um, into your DAW. Oh, so you have okay. A, so a like from that, component. So you get like a lot lot more. Um, you can like 
EQ it and uh, makes it a lot better. You can also, I think, overall sound, you can get it a little bit louder. Like, I think, like, a lot of times when you mix, like, down from, like, four tracks to one into the computer, like, you definitely, like, lose some volume. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of a bummer side of uh, of working with those machines. But they also just, like, they sound so great. Like, I think, like, my voice, like, tends to sound its best, like, whenever I run it through, like... Um, I'll run it through like a memory man, like straight yeah. into the tape and like kind of overdrive it a little yeah. bit to the tape. Like I, I'm just like, that's the best my voice is ever going <laughs> to I I've tried to do different stems and stuff into the, um, I have a, a 414, like the blue one, the four channel yep. blue one. And then I have a, a Porta one, which is I think like the, the era before the blue one. And it's not working at the moment, but, um, I've tried to do stuff with it, but other than just like taking your final mix and sending it to that and then sending it back to the computer just so you can get that saturation, I can't do too much with stems just because of timing issues and yeah, the whole yeah. process is very arduous. Yeah, totally. I mean, like whenever I started recording on that thing again, like I was like, oh man, you like you really got to like make it through the song without, like, <laughs> yes. w without like That's messing true. up yeah, and without yeah. getting like Weird, interrupted right? by the by the kids. Yeah. Like, like it's like, man, like uh, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, I guess it is hard to play music the way they used to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have one sitting here. I look at it every day and it it's becoming more and more of just a, um, a relic that I enjoy looking at, but um, they're also like nice little uh, investments too. Like they're worth so much money now. At least we're I know on. it's 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 unbelievable. Like the uh, how how much they've like uh, gone up in the uh, in recent years. Like I have like the what's the Porta the one that you were talking about Porta you One. It's on the yeah. I have one of those like uh, little ones that I got for free. Oh. Um, at a at a guitar shop because they were just like I don't know, like you know like this was yeah. like probably ten fifteen years ago they were like we don't want this thing around here like wow <laughs> uh, so. I, I had uh, this this Porta one it's like it's it's brown and it's it's a big box it looks like a briefcase and it sits flat it's not it's not kind of tilted like uh, the blue ones but anyway okay. it's it's um it's worth quite a lot of money like um, nowadays but. I after I got the my first Tascam I got um, on Craigslist for thirty bucks like maybe about five years ago which was a, a steal and it yeah. it worked perfectly and then um, so because I realized that the market was going crazy on these like for people who knew that what they were I put a little alert on my phone for Craigslist that anytime somebody posted a Tascam um, tape recorder I'd get an alert. And so last summer I was sitting on the patio. We had a couple and their kids over for dinner. And I get this alert that somebody has posted a new, a Tascam Porta one in box in like in its original box with the, the um, instructions and everything for $20. And That's they were like, crazy. like five minute drive away. <laughs> And I had to excuse myself from the I party. I too. Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. You, I'm sorry. You can stay as long as you want. I'm out of here. Yeah, exactly. Because I was uh, like, my wife was pretty upset. But I, it was like, <laughs> basically, this thing is worth probably like four or five hundred bucks now. I know. Yeah, and it's crazy. Uh, it actually has a little bit of air. It's it's um it's jammed right now. But other than that, it's it's worth a lot. And so I I I couldn't uh, I couldn't say no. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you can probably even sell it like for parts if it's not yeah. I think so entirely. too. I think so too. But, All right. Well, yeah. so, oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. sorry to our listeners here. This is a little bit of a, a Tascam tangent here. Um, <laughs> I let's get into the marketing of this record because I think I first correct me if I'm wrong. I think I first came upon your label this summer, and I think it was because you posted this record we've been talking about, Red, Red Pants. That you posted it on a subreddit. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think almost all the releases I've I've gone there um, from the beginning and posted uh, the cassette culture. Cassette culture, yeah. Subreddit. Okay. Uh, they've been. I mean, that place has um, has been super kind to me. <laughs> and it, and yeah. it, it can be like a bit of a crapshoot because self promotion is usually frowned upon. But I remember like there was a a pretty um, generous response to your post. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're always. I mean. They, Everybody's always been really nice to me in there, and um, yeah, I, I could see I could see that being the case. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's one of the best places I've found to um, to kind of advertise um, because I'm working on a shoestring budget. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and uh, um, and I just like I've had really great responses from you know like I I started this like a year ago. And and I posted uh, my first tape there, um, which I only made like ten copies of, mm. and did and did free shipping like anywhere because <laughs> I just was I, I was just kind of a shot in the dark type yeah. of thing, and um, and yeah, everybody was like, "Wait, what? You're doing free shipping? Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is unheard of." And uh, that's awesome. Yeah, luckily, Could- luckily with the future releases uh like my friend mike from be cool cowboy talked me into charging for shipping because <laughs> right. otherwise i would be bankrupt already yeah probably um <laughs> and uh and so uh, like i remember people saying um like that they bought it like right from that post like people just saying thanks and they bought it i mean yeah isn't I, that true? Well, I mean like i've had a couple of like um a couple of people from reddit that have just like bought every release like from the first from the first one they sort of jumped on that first one uh with the the free shipping deal and then every time i release something um and they they always buy it within the first like 10 hours that it's dropped and i think it just like doesn't matter like they're just these sort of rabid collectors of uh, of cassettes and 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 probably other formats as well yeah but like uh you know they i think they just like sort of completest collection type right. thing. I think it's really cool. Well, but. I want to I want to talk about your artwork later on in the episode because I think that plays a role too, the consistent aesthetic that you have with the label, but I don't want to get there yet. Um, okay. Do you do you uh, do anything else like that to help get the word out for your releases? Like anything kind of are there other subreddits that you post on or um, I, I have posted a little bit on the DIY labels. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, and that's actually I think where I learned of this podcast. Um, oh about cool. it. Like after after I put out uh, my first tape, I think I found this on there and um, oh wow. And I and I've posted a little bit on there. That one just doesn't seem to be as active. Sure. Um, but um, yeah, I other than that, not not really. No. Um, that's I feel like the the cassette one has been sort of pretty welcoming and I've just stuck with it. Is there any other like um like forums you might post on or or anything else that reaching out to any other blogs that that is that have worked for you? Um well, I, pretty early on there was um 
this uh, blog called Counterzine, and okay. um, and it's run by Travis, who also runs uh, un- Under the Counter, which is a tape label. Okay, and um, uh, so and he's been really generous and reviewed almost everything that I put out, and he did it like he did a premiere for my album, and, um, and yeah, he's he's been really great. That's um, nice. Uh, I you know I I surf the twitter and um in the net as much as i can and just sort of and i feel like blogs that sort of like um write about the stuff that i'm interested in i will shoot them an email that and i try to be more kind of like not just copy and paste yeah yeah same um and uh because i i know that they're getting a lot of these emails um and some some people just like reach out and say thanks but no thanks um there is, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the other, the other one that was really nice and uh, and it posted a Be Cool Cowboy track and then posted one of my tracks. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm totally forgetting them. But That's okay. um, but they were really kind in their in their email and um, and you know I, I sent them a tape since they were so <laughs> so nice. And, oh, nice. And put our put our tracks on the blog. Oh, that's great. Do you use Submit Hub or anything like that? No. Okay. I was just curious. I, okay, see, oh, with, uh, maybe see. I, oh, so, uh, I'm so I'm so new to this. Like, no, uh, no, that's okay. I don't even know what that is. Submit Hub is like. Well, I somebody told me about it a few years ago, and I've used it a little bit. Submit Hub is like. Uh, um, we're going to do an episode with them eventually, but um, it's like a website where you pay money to submit your record to blogs. So blogs get like fifty cents to hear. Uh, to listen to like 60 seconds of your song and then they oh. can choose whether and there's like youtubers and there's playlisters and um and you and there's a lot of like i think it's i think it's pretty good i mean there's like a, a mixed uh consensus on it but like the platform itself is great um you can like filter all the way down to like some pretty narrow subgenres, and um and then submit to blogs that way and i think in a way it's kind of like this, you know, I'm going to give you a dollar um, to listen to my song. And I think a blog could make a couple bucks a month doing this, which is yeah. nice for them because they don't get anything ever. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm just, I'm just curious because I don't know if there's like a, a certain genre that does better than others on that platform. Interesting. Well, well, I'm gonna have to look into this. Yeah, do do it. I, I mean, it could, but it, I mean, what I what I want to ask you too, because it's kind of it must be hard when the sound of a record is decidedly lo-fi and rough around the edges, and then trying to shoehorn it into the mainstream press. I feel like, you know, something like Distortion and Snow. It's this basement lo-fi recording. Yeah, uh, and, and then trying to, you know, send that to blogs. I, I don't know. Is that challenging? Um, I mean, it's like, it's, it's not something that I ever give too much of, like, I just don't like think about it too much. Right. Cause you know, I, I grew up listening to like pavement and guided by voices and sure. like, you know, some of the guided by voices albums just sound pretty awful to the average <laughs> yeah, yeah. human. That's you know? a good and point. Like, yeah. And so it's just like, I, I just have always sort of gravitated to people that record their own music mm. at home and that's kind of that's where i'm at where like with i want with the stuff that i want to put out and so um yeah i don't know it just it just like kind of i hadn't really thought about it um and, and i think you know like i know that like 
like florist like this year like put out that album that she probably like recorded all entirely in her bedroom and you probably can't even tell you know? right right and and like and that did great and yeah uh, yeah um so it's, yeah i think I, I i just like with the technology that these days i i don't i don't know that it really like it matters where it's recorded and what it what it sounds like you know? yeah uh, no, that's a good point. I, I, I was kind of getting distracted because I, I remember there was a picture I saw. I think it was Florist. I sometimes um, get that artist mixed up with another artist, but um, I think it was Florist. Uh, ha- like, post a picture of their bedroom studio, and there was like a six thousand dollar compressor in there, like an LA two A. I'm pretty sure. I remember like looking at that and going, and I'm sure it was a. I don't know if it was a rental or a loan or something, but like, yeah, it, it, I just looked at that and I was like, "Holy crap!" That's well, never, yeah, never mind. She had a she had a full studio in the bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, sorry, I was just I remembering that no, picture. So I thought funny. it was so I was so funny. Um, do you? Uh, how many records did you do this year? Do you know? Sorry, that just cut out. Did you? Oh, did you ask sorry. How many, how many records did you year? do this year? Um, we did like we did one EP, um, and then um, four. Yeah, four other full lengths. Four full lengths. Year. Okay. Yeah. And so, what does like twenty twenty look like for releases? Are you ahead of the game or behind where you'd like to be for um, planning that out? I, I'm kind of like I'm taking kind of a break through the winter. Okay. Um, so we're recording this like in December and. Yeah. Um, and like, cause you know, I, um, I don't, I just, I just felt like, well, there's from what I've learned from your podcast in particular, <laughs> it's like, like, you know, like November, December and possibly January are probably not the best sure. times of the year to, to release new albums anyway. Sure. Um, so I'm taking, kind of taking a break and, um, probably like throughout the winter just to kind of recharge. Um, yeah. and, uh, and then I'm gonna kind of start to put feelers out with uh, the people that I've worked with last year, um, and see what what they're up to, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully uh, get the ball rolling in the spring. Um, I've already I've already talked to a new band that we might possibly do something in the spring also. Oh, that's but, great! That's great. Yeah. Tell me about the origin of the label and and like the meaning behind the name and how it all came came about. You said it's only, it's been about a year or so, but yeah, it'll be like a year like this week. Um, wow, that's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. So, um, like so many other people, like I was putting out. I just wanted to. I had done a couple of EPs myself mm-hmm. and um, released them digitally, and I wanted to put out a tape. And I thought it was like time that I had a a label yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, um, painted blonde. I like. I honestly, I, I really can't remember like where it came from. I had an old project years ago, and uh, and it was like a song title for like an instrumental song. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, it's a great and name. At, well, at the time, I'm, I'm sure I was. Pro- I was really into Blonde Redhead and probably into Blonde on Blonde by Dylan. So I think I just sort of like put everything to, together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, probably just like kind of word association and no, uh, it's great and it's also nice too. Like I, 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 I want to talk about this at some point on the, on the podcast. But like when you're picking a name, um, there's something important about making sure that the .dot com is available and that it's searchable and that 
you know, the social medias are, so you have paintedblonde.com. And if you search painted blonde, you come up first as opposed yeah. to some, some label names that are a little bit more generic and uh, it's hard for them to, so I think it's a great name. I mean, the only, the only downside is that um, there's a lot of uh, hair extension products that come <laughs> like and hair dye and, and, um, and like my, my Instagram got hacked several times. Like whenever I first started out, like, uh, oh. by some sort of, I don't know, like people were really after this, like blonde thing, I think. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. So that was, that was like the downside, but it, that, that's, okay. uh, that's, that's calmed down know. after the, after the first couple of months that sort of calmed down. But, um, yeah, this. I've. I mean, I've googled myself, you know, and, and noticed there's a lot of hair stuff that yeah, comes. Yeah. Okay, in. that's fair. But, but that's, that's fair. okay. That's okay. You, if, if, especially if you throw on the tapes or something like that or music, right? It comes up. But yeah. That's yeah. But yeah, yeah. I just. I don't know. I just always sort of liked uh, like that name and. Um, I remember the the song that I recorded was like extremely lo-fi, like with the the dryer is going on in the yeah. back the background, and so it didn't get its due. So I kind of wanted to <laughs> bring it back around like, fifteen years later. So you started this as a way to release your own music. Yeah, totally. Right. Okay. And then and then it just sort of like progressed. Elsa, um, who who's a images EP I released um, earlier this year. Like she had these tracks just sort of sitting on her hard drive. And I was like, man, these are great. Yeah. Like, you know, can I, let's do this. Like, and, um, and then uh, Mike with be cool cowboy was sort of the same way. I love that record. You said that the download to me this summer and, and uh, I listened to it almost as much as I listened to your record, but that was a great record. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, his his stuff is just sort of instantly um, catchy and likable for me. <laughs> and so when that okay, so you're saying like we're talking here December 2019, and so you're talking that you started the label around this time, and so images was was that in in January? Like, I think it was. I think it didn't come out until like February March. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And then yeah, be cool, cowboy. When was that? I think around April. Okay. It was pretty it was pretty quick turnaround. Wow, okay. Um, yeah. And then um, um, I mean I was yeah. already like working on sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I keep going. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, uh, no, so yeah. I was already like kind of working on the the artwork like through the winter for both of them at the same time. Okay. Um while they were recording them and mixing them cuz Elsa was kind of finishing up the tracks and stuff like that. Right. And then you did uh, your record, Pen Palindrome, and then yep. Soda Pop this year. Yep, that's cool. So let's let me ask you about the artwork because you have this consistent look to every record. How does that work? Um, well, it's uh, that's kind of like a stipulation that like a sort of challenge to myself is like, can I make the artwork for everybody? And like you know if if people will allow it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was kind of like. Um, can I can I actually like do it and it be like decent quality throughout and right. um, and uh, I yeah so I just sort of start making stuff I I, I just I make a lot of art all the but time there, so there is like a like a consistent look like this like and I want people to go to paintedblonde.bandcamp.com and you can follow along but there is this like consistent look to everything uh, it's like this mixed media cutouts thing yeah it's very cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, yeah, that's just like sort of the, the style that I've gravitated towards, yeah. like since I've started like making stuff again. Um, 
it just kind of comes naturally, I guess, to me. Sure. And, um, yeah, so, you know, with with everybody, I say, because I've got my own, like, kind of art website, I say, you know, like, go and look over that, like, and then come back and say, like, what what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for Elsa, she was like, oh, I like the gold triangles and the the elderly woman in this collage. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll do something like that. And, you know, Mike was like, Oh, whatever you want to do. So that was like <laughs> that was like wide open, you know. And nice. um, with Ava with Pin Palindrome, she had actually put out an EP, and I sort of incorporated some of the the people from her EP, like the artwork that she had for that. I incorporated that into the design of the tape that we did. Oh, I see. Okay, uh, that was another great record. A really, really pretty record. I know she's yeah oh, she's man. very talented. You, I really think, and I'm I'm biased because I love your label, but I feel like you had a really good first year. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, if I were you, I'd be stressed about following up another oh, year. Oh <laughs> man, oh don't yeah, don't put that on my shoulders. <laughs> no, I think well, it, yeah, I think it's great. I'll just uh, yeah, if uh, if they if these guys send in subpar tracks, I'm gonna send them back. Yeah, you're maybe, the man. Maybe now. I'll maybe I'll send them to you to get an okay. Yeah, please do. <laughs> um, so the does the band have to the band has to be okay right from the get go with with uh, you doing the artwork? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm feeling like you know going into like the second year, I'm I'm definitely more open to collaborating. Okay, yeah, and, yeah, and sort of like opening up a little bit, and even like possibly um, working with artists you sure. know, that I've met that I've met through Instagram and stuff like that, because uh, that's been sort of the the best part of this is just like meeting all these new people and totally and uh, and working with the with with the musicians. So I'd kind of like to open it up and but yet still kind of keep the aesthetic going. Well, I mean, um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see like how it'll work out. I'm a huge fan of the consistent aesthetic for any label. It's something I've tried to do and failed. And, and I love, I, I just love when it happens and it happens well. And, um, but I also, I, I've been noticing other labels like geographic North we've had on the show, how they, will shift like they'll have do a consistent aesthetic but then they'll change that aesthetic every year or like as a season like a season of a tv show or something and so but then still stay consistent but just with a new look so i like i like either way but I, i i you know i find it really um there's something subconscious and psychological that happens and when you release soda pop towards the end of the year i saw it and i knew what label it was from and I knew I had to check it out because of the the pre. So it was just this visual association where I may have not have thought for a second, oh, that's painted blonde, and I may not have stopped to check it out. So there, yeah. I think there is like you know, it's a it's a a gross term, but there's like that brand awareness or like you know, a brand association. Uh, but I think it's a it's a real thing because it it certainly works for me. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know, I've just shopping in record stores you know like just like picking up something just like based on the cover and and buying something you know like based on the cover yeah is like, i do that all the so time. i yeah like i always wanted to try to like make sure it's kind of a striking image yeah and, and sort of pops out at you but I, I i wish i could remember i should go back to that cassette culture post uh and and figure it out what it was that why i 
I clicked on this self promotion post of yours back then because I don't normally do that but for some reason I clicked on it maybe it was the artwork I don't know what it was but for some reason I clicked on it and listened to it but um yeah no I, I agree with that about the artwork I, I certainly do that all the time especially now in the digital world where there's no risk you just see artwork and you're like man that looks cool and you listen to it yeah um we talked a few weeks back on the show about including bonus items in every order I think that's something you do is that right yeah, um, I do a, a lot of little, little things like, uh, well, with each tape, like I, um, instead of like kind of numbering on the tape or the J card, like mm-hmm. I make like a little tiny piece of art that goes in with the cassette. And so like that stuff is numbered as opposed to the, the, the stuff. Um, and then I also do like a little zine, um, that I will throw in with, uh, with cool. the tape. Um, and that stuff is just sort of like, uh, usually like my artwork or I, I don't know, like with the soda pop one, I, I always wanted to like make a zine of Polaroid photographs and mm. I happened to get a Polaroid camera over the summer. So, nice. <laughs> so I, so I did that like sort of, uh, super old school DIY, like black and white, um, zine. Um, and then what else? Uh, I got some uh, stickers oh, yeah, and the, buttons. I throw in and... some download codes usually. And, yeah. That's and then great. Buttons and stickers and Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I, we've talked offline about this, but like um, the the precipice of talking about download codes and the benefit of download codes um, came from from you. And and when I was talking with Top Shelf about it, it it was really uh, enlightening because how you included these download codes with with the Red Pants record, and then that just kind of opened me up to other artists. And I think. Because you have a consistent sound to the label, um, whether you think you do or not, but I, I kind of feel like you do. There, it's it's uh, pretty pretty likely that I'm going to enjoy the other artists on your label. So when I get a free download code, um, I think it's just such good advertising to do that. Yeah, I mean, I picked that up from I think Already Dead Tapes did that yeah, for me okay. whenever yep. I bought from them, yep. and um, and I bought an album from like Ordinal records okay um uh like in 2018 or something and you know and he sent you know he had a nice note in there and um and had some download codes and uh uh and yeah i just thought like just like that personalization of the Mm. package was just like so nice you know and so like that was immediately something that i wanted to do um when putting together the packages it's so funny and and we've gone into this in detail but it's so funny how um, you don't really have to spend money. So if you don't want to spend money on stickers or buttons, um, like even just a handwriting note, it's just crazy to me how some record labels will send uh, a box with the record in it and nothing else. It's such a missed <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure like when you get to like um, – sending out like hundreds of packages a day true, like true. you probably would only have you almost have to like hire your kids to like write the write notes, notes for you or something. <laughs> no that's a good point yeah i <laughs> i haven't gotten to the point of selling a hundred records I'll, I'll let you know I, i'll let you know I, how. yeah i'm not there either so yeah it's okay so t- take me through the cassette making pro- uh, process like i'm curious what do you do in-house and what do you farm out uh how does this process work is this something you're committed to is it sustainable um, so like five out of the six releases I've done myself in my basement, um, okay. I've got about four or five tape decks that I've, 
uh, purchase, you know, like Goodwill, eBay, um, uh, Facebook marketplace wow. type places. Yeah. And, um, and I use like old iPods and iPhones cause those yeah. things, they, they still work just yeah. fine. <laughs> so, uh, so I just sort of, um, set them up and, and do some test runs for each because each deck is a little bit different you know so yeah you kinda, and the speed uh, is different too yeah so you got to kind of like um make sure everything's playing back okay on each deck um and like once it's set up it's you know i sort of do all the taping and covering the tabs uh like all in one go so it's all it's all really kind of quick okay and i just got to like pop down to the basement and switch out tapes and um <laughs> so so a lot of you know a lot of them I can get kind of hammer out over a weekend. So and, sorry, and get it do done. you when you have like five tape decks going at once? Are they going off the same iPod? Are they strung together? Are no, they- I've done it. I, I've tried that, and I've I haven't had good success with oh, that. Okay. I know that people. I know that people can do it, and uh, maybe I'm just like not a technical wizard. Okay, so. yeah, maybe it, <laughs> like, it so weakens it do, or something. Yeah, I just do like uh, I've got you know like all these old iPods and iPhones. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like you can find like the, like even like the iPod touches like pretty cheap on, on Facebook. If one right. goes down, like there's <laughs> probably like a grandma or something that's trying to get rid of it sure. for like 10 bucks. But um, yeah. Um, so I have like all individual, it's all okay. individually okay. going. Um, yeah. I, okay. So, but I, I'm just looking at the tapes. They're different color tapes and they have a stamp on them so how does that work so i order stamps um through some like rubberstamp.com okay type type website um and so i yeah i order individual stamps and i just sort of figured that into the cost and and then i sit down and stamp um you know you got like the artist name the title um what side of tape it is and um and my logo so it's like for for stamps uh oh because you have an individual stamp for side a side b yep and the logo i see okay so that's not part of the uh stamp when you buy it right so yeah so i just have to like order out like uh the artist name and the and the album and and that's not one that's two that's two stamps two different stamps yep and how much does like uh um, a single stamp like that cost uh like i think like seven to eight bucks maybe okay that's that's great and then i mean once you like figure that if you're doing like 50 to 75 tapes you know it's not like yeah kind of it's not as expensive as you think it's gonna be no totally and And i I think it looks a little bit better than like sharpie absolutely uh, which which i've done in the past you know like there's like no shame in that (laughs) no no i know but yeah i i like a, a pad um a pad print like this so then and is that the same for white like the red pants one the red pants i went through national audio company i kind of wanted to see like the process of doing that and i figured like i would use myself like as the guinea pig yeah yeah the guinea pig yep okay and like to test it out and i mean i i think the tapes sound great and like it looks great um but like i i would have rather had been doing it myself oh really and like why is that yeah like well like the j card like they use like a thinner paper okay um, than i would i use like a pretty heavy cardstock okay um, and it's like and it's like a matte finish that i use and i just think the artwork looks better whenever it's printed out on it okay Um, this is like totally like to me being no no uh, it's like really specific but (laughs) no i agree (laughs) i actually agree with you did you 
did you pay cheaper for this type of card stock because it is it's very it's really thin. thin. Yeah, and, I know. And I've not done, that I know of. Okay. Like I feel like that was like the the standard whatever um, whatever they got. And yeah, I just sort of ran into some like unforeseen production problems going okay. through. The, so it's like uh, it was just sort of a I mean like overall like it was it was a fine experience, but um, yeah, it was just I was sort of bummed by the outcome, you know. Like, well, I think it looks great in the end, but Yeah, it does. And and I um I've heard a lot of great things about that company and I think every, yeah. pretty much everybody uses that company and they're iconic in the tape world. Um, but what I'm asking you, I'm asking you that, you know, whether or not you farm it out, whether whoever you farm it to has nothing to do with the factory. It's just whether you do it yourself or you farm it out. Yeah, but yeah, the rest of the releases, um, even with um, with the Pin Palindrome, uh, I did a, a white ink on that okay. and that worked pretty well. Yeah. And you just get like a white stamp pad? Yep, yep. Oh, so cool. the, and the the brand I think is called Stazon. It's uh S T A Z O N. Um and so it yeah, it it's permanent. It doesn't come off unless you have like some sort of alcohol based cleaning. Oh, that's great. Supply. Yeah. That's great. So then the tapes then, so where are you getting the tapes and, and what length of tape are you getting? Um, well, I wait until the album is done and until we've got it figured out side A and side B for okay. the length. Um, and then I've used National Audio Company for tapes. Um, and uh, and then recently I tried out duplication.ca. Yeah, they're from Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah. How'd that so, go? Uh, it went great. Okay. Um, yeah, I did that with the Soda Pop album. Oh, cool. And, um, and so, yeah, like... Uh, um, I, I let you know. I let everybody pick out what, what color they want, and then I and then I order them. <laughs> and and so and you order it with like custom length. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Yep. So I'm like I'm surprised then that it's not just as like like how much money are you saving by if they're shipping you a tape at custom length? How much money are you saving to not not have them put the audio on it? Um, is it it's significant enough for you to do it at home? Y yeah. Wow, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like uh, I, like it's at least like a dollar to a dollar fifty. I feel like per tape. Wow. Like yeah, because the audio pretty, part's not that not that big of a deal. It's really not. Yeah. I mean, you know, because like especially like I work with like people that record in their houses, and it's more of a lo-fi sure. medium, you know. So and like I feel like you can really kind of push a cassette like when you're like uh when you're recording to the tape like uh, you can really oh, push right. the audio right. you know and like um and i think it i think that they sound they sound great as they are but um, well especially if you have the custom length of time so as long as you leave a little bit of room i had a tape yeah. deck once that um was moving really fast and so it got to the end of the tape before the music oh, was oh that's, that's but, interesting so you yeah. had to i had to adjust the speed but um yeah so I, I, but but aside from that, but once you have a custom length, uh, it's I think it's pretty easy. Yeah, that's really cool. That's interesting. I'm gonna have to look into that pricing. And so it was even still cheaper um, for you to buy the stamps than to have them send you blank tapes with with uh, a pad print on them. Um. So like. With the red pants, they did everything. Yes. Okay. Okay. Like they did like the the dubbing, the stamping, uh, the J cards. Like everything came in. Uh, but so my order is like whenever I order in tapes, I'm just ordering the blank tape, custom length, and um, 
And the color and, of the tape. And, and the color of the tape, yep. And so, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it seemed like, yeah, it's significantly cheaper. Like, even, like, me going out and printing, you know, at the local copy shop and... And, uh, I mean, you know, there's, I, I put a lot of time into it. So yeah. there's like that trade off of time, but then like I get to oversee every, every step of the process and totally, you know, so I just, I don't know. That, well, it's the other like sort of a control freak thing. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other advantage too, um, because like, you know, for my label, I'm not really known as a tape label, but I do like to do tapes here and there. And so that allows me to do them on demand. You know, when you do it at home, you get an order and then like later that day you make the tape and then drop it in the mail. I kind of like that. Sometimes I I'll order like 50 from duplication.ca or um but other times I'll just make them on demand. And there's something nice about that. Yeah, that's a that's a nice option to have. I mean I I feel like I never know what's going to happen whenever I drop them, so I always so, sort of like have them made like yeah, so I okay. can just be done, you know. Yeah. Um and it's like and it's such like um a step-by-step process that I'd rather sort of just like knock it all out in one go. Okay. Um, so let me just, let me um, quickly walk our fans through the, our fans, our listeners, because <laughs> I know, I know that a lot of people make tapes and a, a lot of people want to make tapes. And, and I'm, I'm personally just really interested in this process because I really haven't figured it out. But so you, you go to uh, NAC or duplication.ca, you pick the color, you pick the length of tape, the quantity, you order that. Are you also ordering the cases at the same time from them? Um, yeah, it depends. Like I've I've like kind of stocked up on like the clear cases. Okay. Um, okay. Like That's last smart. year at some point, so I have a bunch of those. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now there's all these like fancy different color cases, so I'm sure we're going to be breaking into that. Next right. Year. Right. 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 <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. So uh, generally, like, so those tapes will come in and. I'll kind of test it, you know, get everything tested out. And then, um, and I have a pretty big work, like work table, like art table down in the basement as well. Okay. And so I, I'll lay out all the tapes and start stamping um, and uh, stamp side A and let that all dry um, and then flip them over and stamp side B. Interesting. And, and yeah, and then it's on to dubbing. And then um, the, the artwork, you, you, are you printing that at home or are you? Uh, that- no, I, I go out to like, just like a FedEx Kinko's okay. type of place. Okay. Um, and I use their, like the, the front of house copiers cause I can just go in there and I sort of, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to or not, um, sneak in my own, <laughs> my own card stock. I, I take it in and. Oh, really? In the, oh, yeah. I don't good. know if, yeah, I don't know if you're supposed to or not, but they, they never seem to sure. bother me at all like i just go in and, and work on that and print so you've got and, a blank cardstock what size cardstock eight and a half by 11 or bigger yep okay eight and a half by 11 and yep. you go to kinko's or whatever it's called and you load it in and then you're you're copying how many go on a sheet um for the j cards that are just like that have I think like, you know, like a couple of folds, I can get like two on a sheet. Okay. Um, but is it double-sided? Yes. Oh, yep. wow. How do yeah, you pull do. that off and get it lined up? Um, I, I kind of allow for like a little extra, like kind of bleed area, okay. I guess. I kind of al- allow smart. for that to 
to yeah because I, I sort of figured that out like yeah <laughs> there's some trial and error like and i will kind of test stuff at home like the print i'll kind of print it out at home and see if things are sort of lining up um i just try to make sure that i get like the important stuff like you know like the artist's name and stuff like yeah. that the label name like in the right in spot the, in the middle yeah uh, yeah and yeah and so that doesn't get cut off do you print like crop marks on it or do you just put a template over top um, I just put a template over top. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Is yeah. that like, I mean, it, it's fun, but now that you're a year of doing that and you've had a handful of releases, is that something you would dread doing on the next release or do you enjoy that process? I, I think I'm like far enough out of the woods. I feel like towards the end of, you know, like each release, it's like, it gets to be a little bit stressful, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if stressful is the right word, but it's, it's a lot of work. And then, um, and then once it's done, like, it's awesome, you know? And then, yeah. um, like, I'm already itching to kind of, like, do another release because oh, cool. it's, I, I'm, I'm, like, far enough removed from it. It's almost like, I'm sure it's like when somebody has a, uh, you know, a woman has a baby, like, they labor is, like, really hard. And then, like, you look back through rose-tinted <laughs> glasses and you're like, I want to do yeah. that again. <laughs> What's that called? That There's something amnesia. It's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like you, you forget the pain and you only remember the nice part of it or something. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I'm already like I'm like kind of wanting to do it, but I know that I should probably also kind of take a break through the winter. Yeah, well, especially because your winters are so bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like to leave the house. Yeah, at all. <laughs> same, same, same. It's snowing right now as we talk about this. Um, so, okay, that's really cool. Well, thanks for sharing that with us because I. I um, I know there's so many tape labels out there and, and I like to ask how they do it. It's so funny to me that you do, like I, I was assuming you do all of it at home or all of it away, but it's interesting to hear your hybrid ap- approach. I think it's, that's pretty cool. I wouldn't have guessed that at all. Awesome. I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah I mean, I just said, I wouldn't have guessed how you did the side A, side B and that it was each individual stamps, but oh, yeah. Yeah. it's very smart. And now you have like a, red pants stamp that you can also put on the the packaging or on other products too which is kind of cool or not red pants yeah, sorry totally. painted blonde but right, also right. red yep. pants yeah yeah i mean i yeah i use the the painted blonde stamp all the time yeah yeah um, that's yeah the only the only side downside is that i have a lot of uh random album names <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> laying around <laughs> yeah yeah oh well oh well i'll work that into like a some sort of uh piece of art eventually so are you i know some Somehow. I, I know some labels i've talked to i think forge artifacts does this but when they do a, a printing of tapes they give half to the band to sell so and and half the label sells online how do the bands get any of these uh, to sell on at shows and whatnot yeah um pretty much like i would i, I go up to like half uh okay, the amount cool. that i make um Cause I just, I'm just like in it to like, kind of make the money back that I put into it. And, um, you know, and like a lot of, um, the people that I've worked with have only wanted, I don't know, five to 10 copies. Oh, Um, okay. Aside from, aside from Ava who does pin palindrome, cause she's playing shows all the time. Right. Right. So, you know, she like, and she recently was like, I just sold my last tape. And I was like, well, do you want some more? (laughs) I can send you some more. Cause you know, like, that's awesome. I've, I've got some more down here and, um, so um yeah like a lot i i kind of like that i'm working with uh other homebodies such as myself that aren't <laughs> out playing a lot of shows and so yeah. i hate so those like, artists uh, that sell records they're, they're the worst <laughs> <laughs> uh when you sell out 
is that it? I mean, I see a couple of records, the Be Cool Cowboys sold out. Um, is there, do you do more of them or do you like to keep it just special and not print it again? I think, well, I initially, um, I ended up doing a second run of his release and, um, and then I also did a second run of my release, like my first release. And I think from now on, I'm just going to let it sell out. There's just like, there's something about it. Like that. I don't know. It feels like it's sort of done, you know, don't push your luck. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And you're like, I don't know. You just sort of close the, close that chapter and, and move forward. Um, but, uh, we like we had extra tapes for for mics, and so I went ahead and and did more of that. And uh, I mean, there's also something nice about having the stock, you know, because I feel like when I put out a new album, uh, inevitably somebody finds it, and then they go back through the old catalog and they pick up like another tape, you know. That's true. So, yeah, it is good to have. Uh, like I have, I have like one or two copies of CDs that we released like nine years ago. And it, it is funny how like once a year we'll sell like a, a back catalog CD to somebody yeah. or something. It is just kind of nice just to be able to fill that. At the same time, a lot of our peers and a lot of your peers as a tape label like Z Tapes and, and uh, um, uh, Forged Artifacts, they have their band camp is full of sold out records. And there's something I think cool about that. It, it yeah. adds a little bit of urgency to, for the listeners. It's sort of undeniably like, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's like a yeah. It's a nice goal to have. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I want to ask you real quick. Um, when a label has such a cool physical aesthetic and presence, what then is the role of digital sales and streaming for you? Does does that fall by the wayside, or do you or do you think about streaming or strategize about it at all? I uh, yeah. I I don't. I'm just like I'm not a Spotify user myself, really. Okay. Like. Uh, like um, I, I do I do do it like I, I do it for myself and um, and if uh, the bands want to do it then then I'm open to working with them on it yeah um, I just uh, I haven't seen a lot of benefit from it I've okay. had I've had way more success with people buying downloads like of yeah. my album and of their albums than I have with streams and sure I mean I I don't know so I'm just I'm just sort of still kind of riding that wave Um no, I know, I know what you mean. It's I don't know. I'm just I, I've always been more into the the physical format and or or downloading it and putting onto my putting it onto my iPod. Um, so well, the yeah, funny I don't know. the funny thing is, is if you were to get like a thousand streams for a song, which is pretty elusive for uh, for most people these days, um, but if you were to get like a thousand streams, that's still like. I mean, people would go crazy with that kind of success, but that's still like less profit than you'd get on selling one tape. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so it, totally. it, it's such a weird thing because I put a lot of emphasis and and pressure on streaming and I think about it so much, but the, the, the day you sell one CD or one tape, you're making more money than you've made in streaming all week or all month, you know? Um, so it's so, it's such a weird thing. I don't know why we give it so much, uh, so much weight. Yeah, I don't know either. I, 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 I don't know. I just, it's, it's funny seeing all these. You know, there's been a lot of people like, sort of, uh, doing screenshots of all their streams that they've had this yes. year from yeah, Spotify. I, I, and yeah, stuff. 
I avoided and, doing uh, that this year. I think I don't know. Maybe I did, but <laughs> I, I tried to avoid it. Yeah. Well, even like my own playing thing. Like I only have like a Chad Van Galen album that I apparently uh, listen to a lot. Yeah. So it's like I'm Chad's number one fan according to my Spotify. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> but, um, you, I have I have kids as well as you, and so my Spotify is. Um, I don't, I don't use Spotify to listen to music, but I have it. And yeah. so it is all of my labels releases and then frozen Two and <laughs> kids bop. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds familiar. To yeah. Me. <laughs> so that's, it looks like I'm uh, listening to kids music and then I'm just very narcissistic. Um, <laughs> Well, I think it's good that you are on streaming platforms at the very least. And, and I, when I yeah, think of Painted I Blonde. Was, I was talking with the, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, I was talking with uh, Sebastian from uh, Soda Pop with it, like when we were kind of starting to organize things and, you know, I was kind of like, eh, I, you know, like, I don't know, it's never been like a big thing for me. And, you know, he was just kind of like, well, the more, the more places that it exists, the more likely people are to find it, you know? Yeah. And I, I just, I couldn't agree more with that. So absolutely, so it's, it's out there. It's just not something that, you know, I'm not, um, I don't know anything about like curated playlists. Um, if I, right. if I could have that job to make playlists, that would be, that would be amazing. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know like where to submit that stuff to. And so, well, uh, stay naive and stay out of it. It's not. Okay. A, it's not a healthy place to be. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like it could be like an algorithm <laughs> algorithm wormhole that I don't want to go down. Exactly. Uh, I I remember thinking because um, I remember like for red pants. I'm not sure if my copy in iTunes is a download code or if it's um, from Apple Music. It's probably a download code, and I remember thinking. And this is one of the the things. I mean, I've 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 preached why it's important to give away download codes. But at the same time, I feel like the the amount of times that I listened to the your Red Pants record this summer and this fall, uh, uh, like it probably would have given you a couple of dollars had it not been a download code. Do you know what I mean? Like it, if it had been sure. pulled from Apple Music, then you would have been. Uh, paid for all of those individual streams so on one hand it's like i get it you give away as someone to download code because your tape i mean i've listened to your tape maybe two or three times just because yeah. it's more likely that i'm in the car or i'm out for a walk or something and and that's more likely where i listen to your your record and so uh, like i just it's it was a shame that you weren't getting paid for all, all those times, you know. I mean, it'd probably be like a hundred times I listened to that record, and uh, so on one hand, I like the download codes. On the other hand, it's kind of sad. It's it's nice that streaming at least gives people a little bit of money. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I like to think that it all evens out because I've you know I have people like that buy the download on Bandcamp for like ten bucks or something or fifteen bucks because they're you know their friends you I know see. like longtime friends or something like yes. that and you know like things like that like uh just like mean more to me i yeah. think you know like the uh, the fact that you're like out there listening to it somewhere is is good enough for me you're right you're right but, it, it but is i cool also thing. i also have a full-time like daytime job and i don't have like this isn't like feeding me you know so uh, it's, yeah it's sort of i'm on a i'm on like a a different level than than like a, a real 
a real musician. <laughs> well, it's so I think it's so cool, and the people I get to talk to and the musicians that I follow, it's it's so interesting to hear how everyone has a different journey. They have uh, different strategies and responsibilities, and I I think it's I think it's what uh, makes that this indie world so beautiful is that there is no one specific model to follow uh anymore and i think that's great yeah i mean i think like you know just listening to your podcast like all of these it seems like every record label has a different way of doing it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and totally. it's like and uh, you know like it was sort of daunting starting this thing out like and and uh you know kind of thinking like oh nobody's gonna want to buy this stuff you know like um no one's gonna kind of pay attention to this little label um <laughs> but i don't know there's there's people out there for like every little niche it seems like i know i know it and really i mean you can kind of break down the economics of it too because it's like you know for these tiny little niches they could probably like su- survive on like a hundred or 200 diehard fans or like yeah even like a small amount of fans you know pay a certain amount a year um so these niches could actually survive yeah, my my next door neighbor is actually like a, a owner of a record label that was. Um, I think he was a little bit busier, like in the late '90s, earlier 2000s. And we have coffee every once in a while. And cool. And uh, and he has told me, like, I think he actually taught like a music business class at one point. And he, you know, he said like, the first 40 fans, you get those, <laughs> and then and then and then it's like the next is like 400. Oh, interesting. You know. Yeah. yeah, like that was kind of like his, and then it's like just beyond that, you know. It's right. Like, so um, that's a good. I point. feel like I'm just like inching towards those first forty people. Yeah, yeah. Well, is, I think it, it would be awesome if I could get, get that many. Then I'm I'm selling out of tapes like almost every time. Yeah. No, I love it. I think that's great. And and we, you know, that was in the episode that we did today with specialist subjects, where it's like, um, I think it was with them who have like a membership, and same with them. Uh, top shelf they have like a membership yeah. program and like instantly you sell if you have 50 people or 100 people who buy everything then you know you have to print 200 tapes because right the first hundred is already spoken for yeah that's I such a that's cool great. such a cool way to be i don't know that'd be that's really cool well congrats jason on the label I, i'm such a fan i'm definitely one of those 40 and, oh, Scott, uh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate you doing this uh, interview. This has been a ton of fun. And thank you so much for listening. Please check out this label, paintedblonde.com or Painted Blonde. And there's an E in blonde. I think that's always the case. I can't remember. And then uh, paintedblonde.bandcamp.com. Also, check out our website, otherrecordlabels.com, for a bunch of resources, including our free guide and some more stuff coming up over the next couple of months. Thank you again for being a listener. I really appreciate it.